Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. Well today's an interesting one. Um, I've had a really busy day. I've had a couple of one-to-ones, a few other bits and pieces going on. It's obviously podcast recording deadline day and we've had our uh, monthly mastermind group call um, at the end of the day as well and then I had to do some Pilates. So yeah I've had a full-on day. So I was thinking to myself, what am I actually going to share with you today? And do you know what? Um, during the mastermind call, I'd, uh, in fact, I recorded an interview with uh, Dr. Natalia Guimares, um, who is a, uh, a, a, essentially a nutritionist and, uh, and, and dietitian uh, with three degrees, no, no less, uh, in the US and in Brazil. And um, I shared uh, the discussion I had with uh, Dr. Natalia with our mastermind group, and let's just say it went down really, really well. Uh, I think one of the comments was, uh, whatever Dr. Natalia is taking, I want some of it, or something to that effect. And so it was it was just too obvious and too easy, uh, and it would be remiss of me, actually, not to share at least some of that with you today. So uh, don't worry, people in my mastermind group, uh, out of the 67 minutes, we're only going to share, I don't know, perhaps perhaps 10, maybe, maybe a little bit longer, um, maybe 25 minutes, who knows, something like that. But I'm going to share an extract from the conversation I had with Dr. Natalia because it, everyone needs to know this. Um, and the reason is that um, Dr. Natalia firmly believes that um, our health and well-being is not, is not just a physical thing. It's a it's a holistic thing, and it, it you know it's physical, it's emotional, it's also spiritual, and you know we can self heal also with our diet and with our food. Um, I'm not saying she can cure cancer. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that we can improve our lives. We can we can get rid of regular ailments that trouble large strata of the population um, by moderating and modifying our food intake. And uh, looking at supplements and looking at balanced diets and so on and so forth. I'm really excited. I was so excited to have the conversation with Dr. Natalia. And I think you will be too. And so uh, if you think this is all kind of, what's this got to do with property? Um, I think it's everything to do with property in business and life. Because if we don't have, you know, good health, then we don't have anything, frankly. So health is the foundation for everything that we do, uh, obviously including property. Uh, and I, as I mentioned to uh, Dr. Natalia, that we, we're, we're striving to reach the, uh, the oasis, if you like, the promised land. And, but there's no point getting there if we're, if we're in a wheelchair, for example. And I don't mean that in a, in a way that you know, is disrespectful to anybody whatsoever. I'm just saying that we need to look after ourselves. We need to look after our bodies. We need to look after our minds. We need to look after our overall well-being. And so um, I was so so grateful, really, to have Dr. Natalia join us today. Now, the extract I'm going to share, very simply, she talks about one key organ and three key nutrients uh, and a few foods to avoid because I, I, I pick, picked an extra question. What, should we, what, what foods should we take and then what foods should we actually avoid? 
So I hope you're going to enjoy this share right now. And um, you might think it's off topic, but I actually think it's completely on topic. So uh, let's listen to my conversation with Dr. Natalia now, and I'll be back to just do a quick brief wrap up afterwards. Thank you. Hey, Natalia. How are you? Hi. I was going to say Dr. Natalia, and I'm going to get it horribly wrong, but I'm going to try anyway. Dr. Natalia Guimarães. Perfect. You, I know it's not, but you, you're very kind. No, it is. It's very good. All right. Uh, Dr. Natalia, thanks so much for joining me today, especially at very, very short notice, uh, making some time. I know you've had a busy couple of days full on in your practice. Um, really appreciate you coming to talk to me and obviously to our group. I think... Um, Thank you actually for having me here. So um, I'm happy to, to be here and answer questions. Like you said, um, I love my profession. Just a little we talked here. So I'm, you, you saw that. So I'm happy to be here. Exactly. Well, I was actually going to say that. So um, we, we had a, pre- a little preliminary chat before we had re- hit record. And I can already tell you that uh, Dr. Natalia is extremely passionate about her topic um, we've got some specific questions, but you know, from the group, which will maybe post to you a little bit later. But I thought, uh, and, and I might have some questions as well. I think we set this up around the general theme of talking about mood and productivity, um, yeah. because I think, as you said, we could go in any number of directions with this topic of uh, nutrition and diet. Um, but what would really help, I think, if, if you wouldn't mind just starting us off by just telling us a little bit about yourself, your background how you got into this to this field, really. That, that would be fantastic if you don't mind. Perfect. Well, I'm actually a clinical nutritionist, a sports nutritionist, a functional nutritionist, and a registered dietitian, which means I can both work in a hospital and a clinic. And it's funny because I didn't tell you that, but I have three different graduations, right? And nutrition was actually my third. Um, so I like to study, but... It's an area that I've always felt passionate about, but what made me do the switch is because I actually started living in a world where everybody was starting to get sick around me, right? And I felt like I needed to be part of helping everyone um, heal themselves. And when I mean heal themselves, not only physically, but I believe in emotional emotional sickness leading to um physical sickness and the spiritual sickness. So I wanted to help everybody um, be healthy, the world be healthy, because I, I think that people are linking disease and health um, in the wrong way, right? Because people think of disease and they think of pharmaceuticals and they don't believe that the food has power to heal themselves and your emotion has power to heal yourself. So I'm actually proud when I receive a patient and I actually can make them stop taking their medications. Like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so happy. I'm happy for them and helping for me. And I feel good about helping them, um, optimize their health, right? And just things that you never believe could happen from eating healthy actually can. So everything you can think of, like um, reversing diabetes, reversing autoimmune disease, um, people taking tons of uh, diabetes, medic- medication for diabetes, and we just, in what, six months, they're like taking zero diabetic medications. People taking statins, I mean, cholesterol people, it's easy to lower through diet. It's easy to lower through natural supplementations. So all those things and much more we can treat 
through a healthy, um, not only diet, but I guess lifestyle, right? It's all interconnected. interconnected. Mm-hmm. So that's why I made the switch and I'm happy I did. I did that a long, long time ago, but I'm happy I did. No, that's fantastic. Um, you didn't mention blood pressure, but that would be one I'd be interested in. Yes, blood pressure too, because that's an easy one. But everything, every disease. I mean, I have cancer patients. I have every type of patient you can think of. So That's great. We, well, your, your passion's coming through um, loud and clear. <clears throat> Thank you. And I know, I think, you, I believe you either studied or lived or worked in the States. Is that right? In the U.S.? Yes, I actually, I studied in the States, worked a little bit in the States, and then I came back here because we have a policy in Brazil that if I graduate in the United States 100%, my diploma there does not work here. So I actually had to start from zero here in nutrition, do everything all over. <laughs> so my, I know, I know that my wife had the same experience, by the way. He, yeah, the degree wasn't recognized in Brazil, so yeah, it's very unfortunate, but it worked out in the end. Yeah, exactly. Cool. <laughs> um, and I'm really pleased to hear you talk about the you know the interconnectedness, the whole holistic sort of approach. Because um, to try and join some dots, you know, a little bit, our group we're we're very aspirational people. Um, we're 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 a bit on a mission. I mean. Um, I kind of gave you a little prelude, didn't I, before, but just to sort of repeat here for, for now is that, you know, a lot of the people in the group are, are striving for a better lifestyle. Um, okay. In order to get to that better lifestyle, they're perhaps, you know, working harder in the short term to, you know, to get the better lifestyle in the long term. And and so things like productivity, energy levels, mood, you know, it, it's really important and very topical. Uh, and, of course, what we don't want to do is, is get people burning out um, and and not not reaching that place that they're, they're aiming at, uh, where you know the, the the oasis, you know, don't make it to the oasis and don't enjoy it. it. Happens a lot. I can burn out. Yeah. So that's that's the kind of link. Um, and I know I set things up, and maybe I'll hand back to you because I, I frame this conversation about wanting to talk about um, mood and productivity specifically. Um, and I think you told me that you had some, you know, a little piece that you wanted to share with me perhaps in response to that. Yeah. Would you? Well, when you say mood and productivity, I would let you know that there's a lot to say and there's a lot of areas you can go there. Because when you think of energy, there's so many nutrients that are necessary to give our body energy and make our minds mind work and make our cells work and make our mitochondria's work so i told you i was going to focus on an organ which for me is the most important organ everybody thinks it's up here you know your organ for energy it's not so i'm going to focus on an organ and i'm going to focus on three nutrients right and then i'm going to explain why i'm going to focus in these three nutrients but starting with the organ when you think of mood and when you think of productivity it's your gut. It's your intestine. And I'm going to say why, because your intestine is actually your second brain. You have neurons down there. You have a bunch of neurotransmitters being produced down there. And two of the most important neurotransmitters, when you think of mood and, you know, balancing your emotions, it's serotonin and dopamine. And 90% of your serotonin is actually produced in your intestines, right? And 50% of your dopamine is actually produced in your intestines. Um, you have something down there called your nerve, your vagus nerve, 
right? You have a receptor. And actually through that, that vagus nerve, you send signals to your brain. So your intestines is actually always connected and sending messages to your brain. And why do I say that? Why do I say your intestine is the most important thing that I need to talk about today is because most people have something called dysbiosis, right? I don't know if you ever heard about that, Richard, but dysbiosis is actually called, it's actually an um, imbalance in your gut. It's an imbalance of healthy bacteria versus bad bacteria. You can have two types of imbalances. One is when you have more um, bad bacteria than good bacteria, right? Friendly bacteria, which are actually gram positive bacteria. Or you can actually just have your positive, your gram positive bacteria depleted, right? Meaning that you don't have a lot of grand negative bacteria, but the good ones are just not there. They died. And you're going to see why did they die? I mean, stress kills them. Antibiotic destroys all the bacteria in your, in your gut, right? We're leading the world, at least here in Brazil, people sneeze and they go to the pharmacy to buy an antibiotic thinking that's the solution, right? When you even don't, when you don't need it, when you buy an antibiotic, you're actually buying something called anti-life. I call them anti-life. When okay. your bacteria are actually pro-life, right? So you're actually kind of killing yourself a little bit because you have more bacteria in your body than you have cells all over your body, right? They're the most um, important friend you can actually have. So first thing is focusing your gut and uh, not only focusing on, on eating probiotics, putting probiotics, probiotics inside, right? Healthy, healthy bacteria, but um, your bacteria to survive, they need something called soluble fiber, right? The, the soluble fiber actually feeds your bacteria. So if you're eating an ultra processed um, food, if you're eating um, always at Burger King, McDonald's, pizza, whatever, you're not eating enough fiber and you're actually killing your bacteria. You're killing your, your friends by not giving them the food they need, right? You're starving them. So you need those soluble fibers to make them grow, to make them proliferate, you know, generate more bacteria because they eat, they kind of become they create more bacteria and more bacteria and more bacteria they kind of divide and they they split up and they grow right so eating probiotic foods fermented foods eating insoluble fibers that is um what your gut likes right um another thing stay away from medications that you don't need that actually kills them, right? The number one is antibiotics, but you have other medications that actually actually um, attack your gut. Of course, if you need certain medications, of course, you have to take them, but then you can always repopulate them, okay? Don't forget that. It's actually easy nowadays to get probiotics. Um, and one thing you need to know, the most important thing is not the number in terms of billions of bacteria, is the different um, strands. The more strands you have, the better the probiotic, because you need different strands for them to fight with each other. That's what you want. You want a lot of strands to fight down there. And when they fight, they produce certain um, specific chemicals that actually are healthy for your body. So you want them fighting. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. I was going to ask you about the billions. Um, so you've answered that one. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. But even though 
it's good to have, what, 10, 25 billions, but you don't want 25 billions of the same strand, right? You want different strands. You're going to get probably the lactose one, the lactobacillus, is that how you say it in English? Lactobacillus ones, and you have the bifido ones. The bifido bacteria ones are the ones for your large intestines. The lactobacillus ones are for your small intestines. So they're both important, right? You need them both. And the and there's a lot of different lactobacillus kinds and and the lots of bifidobacteria bacteria kinds. So at least get like three lactotypes and two bifidotypes at least. You know five different strands. That's the least. Um, and when we think also gut, I have to talk about leaky gut. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Yes, I have to talk about leaky gut when we when we talk about mood. Leaky gut is when this is your um, cells in your intestine, right? When your cells, due to same things, stress, processed eating, um, certain medications, they start to loosen up and you create um, space between them. That means that what you eat can actually go through your intestine into your bloodstream and actually generate toxins inside your body because they're not supposed to be in, in, in your blood circulating, right? So these toxins inside your blood, because of the leaky gut, they generate inflammation. And when we talk about inflammation, it's the main cause of actually depression today. That's why there's a lot of... Um, studies that are using omega-3 to fight depression because this inflammation that starts in your body actually starts to inflammate your brain. So you have also narrow inflammation due to these leaky guts, right? That actually progresses, that can, that progresses your, 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 um, depression or it can actually cause depression, right? That's, that's what I needed to, to say about that. Um, there are other reasons that you can get near inflammation. For example, eating a lot of sugar, that inflammates your body, right? But leaky yeah. gut is an important thing that also generates inflammation in your body. And the best thing to correct it actually is, you know what? You've probably heard of it, glutamine. Have you ever heard of glutamine and amino acid, L-glutamine? We use it a lot in sports nutrition. Okay. Never heard of it? Well, I don't know. L-glutamine. Well, L-glutamine is an amino acid. You actually can buy it um, in powder form in any supplement store, right? Um, it helps to regenerate all the, um, the mucus cells in your body, right? So it helps to generate the, the intestinal walls in your body. Um, the intestinal walls in your body, they... They regenerate. They create new every three to five days. So every three to five days, you have new cells down there. When you eat, when you take glutamine, it speeds up this recovery and it helps that these cells regenerate into new cells. So it helps to close the gap, right? Another thing that's very, very interesting and easy for you guys to use is um, um, curcumin. Is that how you say it? Curcumin in English? The, um, the yellow stuff? Saffron. Oh, um, yeah. Curcumin powder. Turmeric. Turmeric, yes. Yes, because here's cucuma, turmeric, yes. Good good because you live in Brazil and you catch the, the Brazilian terms. Turmeric. <laughs> Only a little turmeric, bit, yeah. Turmeric actually does that too. It corrects leaky gut. 
Uh-huh. And it's something easy to find and easy to take and easy to put in your food, right? Good, good in Indian food. I like Indian food. So they, they often use turmeric in uh, Indian food. Yeah. And actually, the Indian food does a smart thing because it has pepper also inside. When you combine it with black pepper, the absorption of turmeric is much better. Uh-huh. So a good combination is healthy fats and black pepper with turmeric because the absorption is much, much better. It, it translates to Indian food. Right? Uh-huh. Pretty cool. much. Cool. So that's a good thing. Um, switching from this organ, one thing I want to talk about energy is B12. People do not associate um, B12 with um, energy, but actually it's one of the most important vitamins for, for energy. Um, B12 is necessary for the transmission of neurotransmitters in your body, all of them, right? Um, when you have a B12 deficiency, uh, um, a severe B12 deficiency, all your nerves, there's your nerve has a coating that it starts to disintegrate. And when it starts to disintegrate, you, there's no propagation of the nervous system anymore, right? You have nerve damage. So long-term B12 deficiency can actually lead to nerve, um, long-term um, nerve damage, and it's irreversible. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's reversible. I need to, to, to make that clear. Oh, it is reversible. No, it's irreversible. You cannot reverse it. You can't oh. reverse it. Once there's a nerve damage in a place due to B12 deficiency, you cannot reverse it. Okay, so that's it's, a big deal. You need to need plenty of B12. <laughs> yes, you need to check your B12 level, especially because I was saying that here in Brazil, 50% of the population is deficient in B12. And in America, 40% of the population is deficient, deficient, deficient of B12. And people always link B12 with um, vegetarians and vegans, and it's not uh, true. I was right? going to ask you that um, question. Yeah. yeah, it's not true. You know why? Because... You can have a B12 deficiency due to lack of intrinsic, in Brazil we call it intrinsic factor. It's something that you produce in your stomach that binds itself to the B12 and is essential for absorption. With old age, you start to not produce that factor anymore. So if that factor does not combine with B12, you can't absorb it anymore. So yes, old age, you do not have a B12 production. Um, you do not have the, the intrinsic factor production, so you can't absorb B12. Um, hydrochloric production with old age, also you start to produce less hydrochloric acid. If you don't produce hydrochloric acid, you can't separate the B12 from the food, so you don't absorb that, that anymore. There are some parasites, if you have any parasite contamination that actually eat your B12. There's something called SIBO, which is um, small intestinal bowel um, overgrowth. Um, certain bacteria can actually eat your B12 in your intestine. So that depletes it too. There are certain um, pesticides that actually inhibit the absor- absorption of B12 because they steal the cobalt inside the B12, right? And once they steal that cobalt from the B12, the B12 cannot be activated. So there's so many reasons that people can have a B12 deficiency and you need to look for that. And why is that important besides the, the nerve damage? Um, B12 deficiency is linked to lack of concentration. It's linked to bad memory. 
actually mm-hmm. specifically recent memory, right? You just did something you forgot what you did, that's B12. So if you also have attention deficit disorder, for example, you need um, high doses of B12. It really, really helps with that. Um, B12 in upper concentrations help helps with fast thinking. If you wanna, if you wanna think of productivity, fast thinking, you need to 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 put your B12 in the right level. And when I say right, huh? sorry, I didn't mean to jump in, but I'm thinking no. of the film Limit, Limitless. Did you ever see the film Limitless? It, no. That was the American title, so it might have been called something else in Brazil. It's where the guy puts chops a, 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 a pill and he's, he's got this super high oh, focus. So that's like, kind of B12 when you okay. when you put it in the upper level. And okay. when I say upper level, um, there's a huge quanti- controversy to what is considered um, ideal for B12. Because if you do a blood work and you look at reference levels, you're going to see a huge discrepancy, like going from 200 to 980, depending in what country you do the, the exam and what laboratory you do the exam. And you're going to say, huh, is my ideal 200 or is my ideal 980? It's a question that I get in my practice all the time. So here's the, here's the deal. There's a lot of studies that show that when your B12 is below 490, 90% of the population is already deficient in B12. Oh. You know why? Because deficiency of B12 generates an acid called metomalonic acid. And if you do the blood work for this acid, you're going to see that it starts to rise up when when the B12 starts to go down from 490. So I would say leave your B12 at least in 490. 490 to up. You can go to 900. It's not a problem. Um, there's a new study that just came out actually two months ago that showed that high doses of B12 due to supplementation has no link to, more, to um, um, earlier mortality rate because... Last year, a study came out saying that high B12 was actually linked to um, higher mortality rate, but actually it was only linked to B12, high B12 due to um, dietary eating, like from eating more protein and red meat and um, animal protein. But yeah. when it's from supplementation, it actually has zero, zero side effects in terms of risk of mortality. I want to make that that clear all right it just came out this new study two weeks ago so that's b12 for you another nutrient that's very important is actually coenzyme q10 have you heard of it oh. no it's one of my favorites okay. um yeah um actually you produce we all produce coenzyme q10 right there are some foods that have coenzyme q10 but in very very low doses but as we mature, I'm not going to say old age, but as we mature, we start to um, reduce the production of coenzyme Q10. These coenzyme Q10, they survive inside the mitochondria, and they're essential for energy production, meaning they're essential for ATP production. And when your coenzyme Q10 starts to go down, it means you're not producing energy. You're not producing ATP, right? Okay. Um, 
it's very, very important that people that have high cholesterols and are on statins to supplement with coenzyme Q10 because statins, they deplete coenzyme Q10. It depletes your production of coenzyme Q10. So if you're thinking of taking anything for better energy, I would say that's one of my favorites. I, I've been taking coenzyme Q10 for 10 years now, and I'm a fan. Um, like I said, there are some foods that have it, but you're going to get 30% of the coenzyme Q10 that you need from foods, really. Give me, one, it's not, give me one example of the food that you Avocado think. has coenzyme Q10. Um, avocado has some coenzyme Q10. But you know what food has the most? Liver from any animal. Because in your liver, the mitochondria in your liver, they store a lot of coenzyme Q10 in our body, in human bodies too. So liver from animals actually have the most coenzyme Q10 in all the foods if you like eating liver. Right. Nobody does. I don't. I didn't no, like right? it. <laughs> yeah. No. That's like, like I said, you're really not going to get coenzyme Q10 from food. That's why we produce it. But as we mature, production starts to go down. And if you're on statins, forget about your coenzyme Q10 production, like zero. Um, another um, nutrient I need to talk about when you think of energy is iron. Um, you do not need to be iron deficiency deficient in terms of um, feeling already the low energy, meaning you do not have to have anemia to start to feel low energy. We have something called ferritin levels, which is, is your storage of iron. When your storage of iron starts to get below 70, the first thing you notice is you start to get tired. There's not enough oxygen circulating. You start to get hair loss. You may start to get hair loss. So leaving your ferritin above 70 but below 200 is very interesting when you think of energy. So check that. Eat a lot of iron foods. And it does not have to be um, animal products. I mean, all legumes like um, beans because bean is a legume, nobody think, thinks it is, but all your beans have a lot of iron. And the trick is combine the iron from your vegetables with vitamin C, at least 75 um, milligrams, because vitamin C actually um, makes this iron absorb four times more. It's a lot, four times more. So do this combination. For example, if you're eating lentils and you're eating a salad, put some lemon juice on your salad or do like a lemon shot. That works a lot in um, better in terms of absorbing that um, iron from that food. So check your iron. It's very, very important. Um, I get a lot of women iron deficient, especially, but I've been seeing some men too. So it's good to, to check that. Um, there's so much when you think of mood. Um, I'm going to talk about, so we can close that about serotonin and dopamine. There are foods that does help with mood, that help to boost your serotonin levels. And those foods that help um, boost your serotonin levels are tryptophan high foods. Trypto tryptophan is an amino acid. So when you think of tryptophan, the food that has the most is actually um, turkey. Turkey meat has a lot of tryptophan. So turkey helps boost your serotonin levels. Cocoa beans help boost your serotonin levels too. So, um, but it has... 
cocoa cocoa powder, like chocolate. Chocolate, yeah. Yeah, but it has to be like dark chocolate, not those milk chocolates. That won't help much. So it helps with serotonin levels. Um, oats, oats help produce serotonin. Banana help produce serotonin. And actually my favorite fruit in the world, which is pumpkin seed. Pumpkin seed is actually one of the most nutrient foods in the world. And it has a lot of tryptophan. So it really helps to bring your mood up. It's... um. It's one thing you must have at home all, all the times, really. And you're going to see why, because I'm going to talk about a lot about it. It's a power food. It really is a power food. Um, when you think of dopamine, um, there are some foods to help with that, too. But the main ones would be foods that have a lot of omega-3s. So healthy fats help with the production of dopamine. When you think of healthy fats, you think of salmon, not um, those, it has to be wild salmon, not the, the salmon that has, you know, a lot of omega-6 that, you know, they, they put, I don't know how they call it, animals that, that I raise in, in farms over there. Yeah. Farm-raised yeah, salmon. Yeah, I forgot what they call it, but yeah, the farm produced. Um, the yes, do not eat those. Stay away from those because they put food coloring in for them to, to eat. They give them rations filled with omega-6. So it's actually an inflammatory food instead of being an anti-inflammatory food. It has the opposite. It's rich in omega-6 instead of being rich in omega-3. Mm-hmm. So wild salmon helps with dopamine production. Avocado helps with dopamine production. Flax seeds um, chia seeds, um, all the nuts, but especially walnuts help with dopamine levels. Um, I say walnut is my favorite because it's out of all of the, the, the nuts, it's the highest in omega threes. So you should really have it at home. And it's not actually sure. the, nut- hmm? no, not Brazil, Brazil nuts too, but the walnut has more omega three than the Brazil nut, believe it or not. And actually a new study came out too, showing that of all the nuts, the walnut has the highest phytochemical concentration. So it's a key thing to have at home too. Yeah, good. So that's some foods that can boost the uh, energy and the mood levels. Are there any to avoid which have the opposite effect apart from omega-6, which you talked about? Yes. Um, actually, the omega-6, you do need it. It's actually an omega that your body can produce. So you need to eat it. But the yeah. problem is... You cannot eat um, omega-6 unbalanced from omega-3 because an excess of omega-6 actually um, does not allow your body to convert omega-3 into the active forms, which is DHA and EPA, right? So you need to have a balance between omega-6 and omega-3. And the thing is the population nowadays are all unbalanced. They're eating much more omega-6 foods than omega-3 foods. So you need to be... Um, um, you know, you need to be alert to this imbalance. Um, things not to eat, things that promote inflammation in your body. When you're inflamed, when you have chronic inflammation, all your mood goes down. Um, you have depression, you have anxiety, you have lack of sleep, you have all the, the disorders leading to emotional imbalance due to inflammation in your body. It's the most important um, aspect that leads to all the diseases. And when I mean chronic inflammation, it's chronic inflammation that leads to narrow inflammation. So what foods leads to, to inflammation in your body? Excess sugar. 
um, high glycemic foods, ultra processed foods, um, foods that have tons of food coloring. Um, oh, this is very important when we're thinking of productivity and brain functioning. Stay away from foods that have something called, um, I'm trying to translate it to English. It's <laughs> monosodium. It's monosodium glutamate. MSG. Yeah. MSG. Yeah. Yes. MSG. MSG is actually a neurotoxin. If you never heard of that, what does it do? It gets your neurons and excites your neurons up to death. It actually kills neurons. It, it's it's known as a neurotoxin or in this excitotoxin because it because it literally excites your neurons up to death. And it's actually linked to Alzheimer's. It's linked to Parkinson's. It's linked to a lot of um, diseases of the brain. The other one that does the same thing is aspartame. Have you heard of aspartame? Aspartame is also a neurotoxin. It does exactly the same thing. So That's those two artificial sweetener, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. That believe it or not, people still use it when they shouldn't. There's so many better sweeteners out there, even though I always tell people to learn not to need them. But if you do, stay away from aspartame because it literally kills your neurons, just like MSG. So stay away from those. Okay. Well, hopefully you enjoyed that as much as I did. Um, when I played the video recording back to our group, I had it at one and a quarter speed because because there's a lot of content and I wanted to get through it a little bit quicker. But actually, people are saying, you sure it wasn't twice speed? Because uh, Dr. Natalia certainly has a lot of energy and a lot of passion for her topic. And hopefully that came through to you, uh, even at normal speed, if you're listening at normal speed, of course. But I wanted to share that with you today because of this holistic message um, that we are whole, you know, human beings. We're not just about work, work, work. Many of us actually are burning the midnight oil, if you like. We're doing um, a side hustle, trying to set up a business, perhaps in a spare time, as well as holding down a full-time job or business or family or something like that. And so, you know, it's really important, I think, to look after our health. As I mentioned, uh, Dr. Natalia firmly believes in, in nutrition as being central to part of that well-being, uh, physical, emotional, spiritual well-being. And so uh, a diet plays a part. The The frame of reference I'd, I'd suggested that we have a conversation around was, you know, the, the impact of diet on mood and productivity. Uh, and, and as Dr. Natalia said, she could literally talk for hours about any particular element of, uh, of the topic of nutrition and diet. But uh, I wanted to center at this particular point on mood and productivity. And I think you probably all agree that mood is, uh, is quite relevant right now in, you know, six months. Well, actually, it's more than six months, isn't it? It's, it's more like eight months, nine months of, uh, of the pandemic that's been, you know, affecting all of us in different ways. And of course, productivity, because, you know, many of us need to get things done. We need to, um, you know, try and be as effective as possible with the time that we have. So um, I thought it was vital, really, that we share this message. And when I think about uh, what Dr. Natalia was um, sharing, she, she said that she can't talk about mood and productivity without talking about one organ and three nutrients. And of course, the organ was the intestine. And um, many people say the intestine is, in fact, our second brain. And, and it makes a lot of sense, if you like. Well, first of all, it's connected to our brain via the vagus nerve, as uh, Dr. Natalia pointed out. But equally, and, and I was staggered by this, I didn't know this myself, uh, Dr. Natalia highlighted that 90% of our serotonin and 50% of our dopamine is actually produced from the intestine. 
So, um, you know, it's key, obviously, to mood and well-being and productivity and concentration, uh, which, of course, was a topic of uh, conversation that we had. So the intestine being the organ and, of course, the, the nutrients that uh, she spoke about, B12, um, the limitless drug, limitless supplement, I suppose you might say, or the limitless um, vitamin that we need to take on board um, is, is B12. And, of course, there's coenzyme uh, Q10, which I didn't really know much about before, to be fair. So most of us will need to take that in supplement form to make sure we got sufficient quantity. And, of course, iron. Uh, with being the free nutrients. So I thought it was really important, really interesting to share this message with you today. And of course, the, the follow-up question I also asked was, well, what, what foods should we avoid? And uh, I was fascinated by that, you know, the, the avoid foods that create inflammation. Of course, we talk about inflammation within the body. Uh, and that can lead to depression, anxiety, and a lack of sleep. And these three characteristics underpin Pretty much all diseases, according to Dr. Natalia, certainly a lot of diseases uh, are underpinned by, you know, depression, anxiety and a lack of sleep. It certainly doesn't help. Let's put it that way. So um, I thought it was really, really interesting. Uh, I'll probably stop saying that now. Uh, I promise. And um, I hope you did, though. And so just wanted to share that this week. There is a transcription over at the website, thepropertyvoice.net. Uh, feel free to dip, uh, dip into that. There'll be the contact details if you want to follow Dr. Natalia on Instagram. Um, she shares a bit there. Uh, she's doing a couple of online consultations at the moment. Um, so that might even be possible. Uh, she does talk about getting tested and that might be something to figure out. But uh, if you wanted to reach out to her, her contact details are going to be in the show notes, of course. Um, but that's it, really. That's what I wanted to share with you this week. I hope hope that's been helpful and interesting and, and, and blooming useful, actually, to you. So um, I'll leave it there. But thanks once again for listening this week on the Property Voice podcast. And until next time, take care. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.